Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining Wonder, Wonder, Repeat. I have Brad and Lauren from Prodigal Overland on here tonight, so we'll get to learn where they've been and where they're going. recognize yourself in that video i did i saw i said i was there for that and that time <laughs> i know and i was the one that's like 27 degree angle that was my first willing experience and i was pretty sure i was gonna die mm -hmm. matt was about to send you in, into in. the mud pit into the depths mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden brad comes around and just goes over the left side of me <laughs> but not through no, you didn't. No. We didn't. None of us went went through. Wow. Matt went through. Matt went. Matt through. went through. Yeah. Yeah, he's crazy. So who are y'all? What are y'all doing? Where are you at? Because y'all are camping, aren't you? We're pretty much always camping, if that includes being in an RV. <laughs> <laughs> of course. When you're homeless, so, that's how it works. You're not homeless. You're now looking for a home, though, right? Yeah, we bought. Uh, we're buying land. We're under contract for land near the Asheville area. Um, in North Carolina. And we'll have about three acres of land, but uh, the housing market is not very friendly to people wanting to build or purchase homes at this point. So it's, it's going to be a process. So we'll probably be in our 40 foot rig for, I'm guessing two more years. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> With you, Kara. <laughs> come on, come on. It's a little bit warmer here than it is there. I can I can tell you that. I think we're in what we call in Arkansas false fall. So <laughs> it's yeah. like I think it's folded by the afternoon and summer again, and then you're just confused. Yeah. It's it's pretty rough. But you're used to living in a camper. Tell me a little bit about your story. Yeah. Y'all have been full time and now you're recently transitioning, but tell us yeah, about so, that. So um what in 2019? Yep, in September of 2019. So before COVID hit, we mm -hmm. kind of sold everything. Um, yeah, sold our house, quit our jobs, sold most of our stuff, and um, moved into a 25 foot hybrid travel trailer with oh. our three kids and two large dogs. Um, and mind and you, what ages, what ages were the kids in? Trip. What ages were the kids at that point? Um, the kids were, let's see, right now they are 9, 12, and 15. So They're still 7, what was it, 7, 10, and 13. 13. Oh, wow. So. Sold it all. How did they feel about that? Were they excited? And you said you'd not only been on one camping trip. Prior, yeah. We, yep. we just kind of tested it out. And then that's kind of how I do things mostly <laughs> is just, you know. Stick my finger, finger up. See, yep, that'll work. <laughs> so they were excited, nervous? Yeah, I, I think both. Um, the youngest one didn't know what to expect, so he was just excited. I mean, he would live in the woods if he could, you know, his favorite things to climb trees and get dirty. All the, boy, all the boys. You know. Yes. Um, our oldest, uh, Caleb, he is very easygoing. He's always been kind of the kid he he's fine wherever he is our daughter was the one that had the hardest time so yeah. um she you can sort of see her in that picture there <laughs> um, <laughs> so she actually she had some best friends that lived on our street and that was the hardest part for her leaving her friends that she saw every day yeah that's a rough um, age for a girl um you know so it took her a little bit but then actually i think she was the one that embraced it the most there probably about six months in mm -hmm. um, she just loves she loves being outdoors and the national parks and um, uh, just kind of discovering things she's very artsy and craftsy and so she loves getting out there and exploring and making things out of stuff she finds and like little um, acorns and stuff she'll make little things exactly yeah yep 
That's she awesome. learned how to make clay in Moab yeah. and, and then she made products and sold them. And <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of like, yeah, I guess you really are homeschooling on the road, right? Like you were doing all yep. the homeschooling. Truly sure it is. Um, it is road schooling. I mean, is what yeah. you call it. So um, there's a lot of flexibility in that. Um, we homeschooled before we hit the road. So that okay. wasn't a new thing for us, but mm -hmm. kind of transitioning to, um, using our location for the education, you know, yeah. for science and history and that kind of stuff. That's what we would learn. I love that. I love that so much. So y'all are with Prodigal Overland. Where did you get your name? How did that start? Was this something that you just got tired of your jobs one day and you're like, we're out. <laughs> I mean, what made that switch question. over? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a two tell, part, tell me all the things. question. Um, the name itself comes um, from the parable of the prodigal son, uh, okay. Jesus told, which is a son that basically goes to his dad and, and asks for his inheritance way early before his dad is dead mm -hmm. and then takes all of that inheritance and runs off and, and um, just kind of wastes it and squanders it. And so he hits low point in the story. Uh, I think he's wallowing in some mud, contemplating eating pig food. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. When he realizes, he comes to his senses and realizes that um, his dad has lots of servants that are very well cared for. And so he says to himself, I can't be called a son anymore, but I, I want to go home. I want to be a servant. And I think the part of the story that gets me the most is as the son's coming back, rehearsing kind of the speech he's going to give his dad. Um, Jesus in the story he's telling says that the dad sees him while he's still a long way off and comes running to him. And so I think this idea of redemption and I'm, I always get choked up when I talk about I this. But, no, I love um, it. I love it. This idea of redemption. We're and, all going to be crying. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> and uh, a dad that's seeking lost things. And that's, and even where it fits, it's like the third of three parables Jesus tells about um, seeking lost things. And so, um, you know, we live in a world today that that is pretty eager to um, we cut each other down pretty well. If you messed up, like when you were in third grade, you're done. <laughs> yeah. There's no grace. Yeah. yeah, there's no grace. And so just this idea of, a, of a, a dad who was basically offended and slighted by the son who said, Dad, I wish you were dead. Give me your inheritance. And yet he's out there looking for his son to come back. And so. That just really hit yeah. me, and and I think it's a beautiful. You saw story. him from a ways away, which yeah. just in the fact that he saw him in a ways, you knew he was looking. Right, the whole exactly. Time. He had to be out there looking. It's not like mm -hmm. someone ran in and say, "Hey, look who showed up!" Like he's out there mm -hmm. actively longing for his son to return. And so, yeah. um, I just think it's beautiful that we can mess up in life and and have hard times, but we have a a, a God, a dad that's just looking for us to return, and that's just really struck me. Yeah. Yeah. So That's that, so y'all just, were you feeling that in that moment um, as far as yeah, caught so up we, in the worldly things and you wanted to return to? Not so much the worldly things. I just, yeah. um, <laughs> and you can ask my kids. <laughs> well, yeah, we had some things going on in our marriage that were, you know, but, but as far as the, that story itself, I was always, um, I wasn't like a rebel, but I wasn't really... I don't know. My kids, you can ask my kids what kind of dumb things. We play this game. What what stupid things stupid did things dad, dad do is. when he was a kid? <laughs> and my kids will just rattle off because I tell them all the dumb things I've done. And and so they can rattle off just my my uh, worst moments in life. But um, but yeah, just I it just like I said, I, I just think that idea of, of redemption and 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 as kind of what we like to do and want to do as we go out is if you've been out with us on any of our trips um, it's about the people not so much about the, the gear or the vehicles but just finding that community and and the connections you make when you're out on the road yeah I totally agree with that and that's honestly the reason why I wanted to do the podcast because um, you know we do all the gear reviews we do all the events and we do all the mods and we talk about the vehicle but vehicles die. They come and go. We are the drivers. We are the heart behind that. Everything that we do is an inspiration of who we are. Um, I think that that's 
why this show makes it even more personable because mm -hmm. it connects you to that person because we all have something to contribute and there's always a heart behind the matter. And I want people to know the person more than their vehicle or more than the gear. Um, I want them to know, um, you know, what, how we're all connected, that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah totally. I love that story. I, yeah. I obviously, um, I'm a Christian, so I figured that was where that was coming from, but I didn't know the tie-in and the personal. Yeah. And if you actually if you look at me. our logo, that's what the logo is supposed to be is, is the, the dad is up on the mountain. And if, if you look in the distance, there's a figure coming down the road and, and just that idea. Oh, I've not looked in the distance. Yeah, it, it's there. You got to look kind of down in the distance. Um, I'm going to have to go get my there's hat. A, there's, a, there's a boy coming down the road. And so that's just where that stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> we can just stop right now because I need to take a moment and cry. Okay. So what got you in to overlanding camping? So you decided you wanted the trailer and then that's where you were going to start. And you have a, were you always in the Jeep Grand Cherokee? You have a Trailhawk WK2? So we, we started from scratch when we hit the road. Um, actually, when we were first looking at full timing, we were looking at doing it true overland style. Um, and uh, we actually were in the process of working with someone to make a custom kind of little tow behind trailer okay. and um that kind of fell through through some different channels and yeah. stuff and the more we looked at it and the more we thought about it we thought that might be a little crazy for us right now considering mm -hmm. we've only camped once as a family prior to doing this especially with three kiddos yeah. two dogs. Kids and two dogs yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um so we reined it in a little bit <laughs> and i'm really glad we did um yeah and so we started out with a 25 foot hybrid travel trailer and then about four months into it full-time we decided we needed something more our our oldest son was almost six foot at the time already and he was only 13 cool. and um you know we just it wasn't fair to make him be in these little cots or on these things yeah. and we just thought if we're going to do this long term we'd like a little bit more flexibility and space to yeah. spread out. so then we got the fifth wheel and um we were so excited. It had a door. <laughs> You're like, we can walk through it. <laughs> we, we would sit on the couch. It has a couch. We'd sit on the couch and shut the, the sliding the kids. glass There's door. A sliding, the kids oh, like a screen door. They sleep in the garage. It's a toy hauler. So it's meant to haul ATVs and all that. But that's We that's haul the our kids, kids and the dogs. So. Yeah. I mean, um, that, consider, that counts, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And They're then, expensive, uh, like a toy hauler. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Um, and then, so now actually we are kind of transitioning more into true overlanding. We've taken a few trips in between. Um, and usually we try a lot. We did a lot of dry camping and boondocking in our rig, mm -hmm. um, but you can only take a 40 foot fifth wheel so many places, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so we're kind of excited now to really make more of a transition um, to true overlanding. Yeah. Cause that's, that's something that's changed here recently for you too. So you, you've had the WK2 and Lee Gibson, she's always wanted to know why the Trailhawk for your vehicle, was it for the room for the family or was there yeah. another reason? So, so we initially, we needed a vehicle that could tow our house. And so when we had the 25 foot, uh, hybrid trailer we we were able to tow that with the the grand cherokee um it had the hemi in it i think fully i think our gross oh, load on the trailer, the hemi. Yeah, yeah it was like 6500 pounds or something mm -hmm. um so we actually towed our house with the grand cherokee when it's we started so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um so that was partly that and and for the room um and honestly so that was all part of it. I've always wanted a Jeep and I had test driven uh, a Wrangler and a Grand Cherokee and the Wrangler, like I said, I, I mean, we were talking before the show, but I get car sick very easily actually. Mm -hmm. So um, I just, even on the test drive I, with the Wrangler, I was just feeling a little like there's too much. It's like, a, it's like riding a horse. And yeah. I know Matt's JKU was, that was, it was rough. 
So we went and then the Grand Cherokee and then so mostly like space and towing. But but mm -hmm. there was definitely a part of it where because, you know, I was also looking at like the Toyota 4Runner, which was very much accepted and used. Nice. And, yeah. and um, but on paper, the Grand Cherokee had a bigger engine it had it had more luxury features. And I just couldn't really figure out why people weren't using it more. So yeah. I'm definitely one to try things that maybe not everybody's trying. And and so that also kind of steered me that. He likes that trying to prove something, you know. Just well, definitely, well, yeah, definitely with the, the Trailhawk, you know, I loved riding. I had a Jeep Wrangler. I've had both. And Matt obviously has driven the Jeep Wrangler and now has a Gladiator, which we'll get to that in just a second. Um, but I find it more challenging and more exciting and all of that when you are pushing yourself a little bit out of the comfort zone limits, because some things, if you build a Jeep big enough and yeah. it can accomplish everything, it becomes boring. Like we actually took the gladiator to Moab and we let one of the guys that drives a forerunner drive the gladiator up hell's gate. Um, like Matt stood at the top and just guided him. And when he got at the top, he was like, okay, that was boring. Like, see, like you can, you can overdo something yeah. so much that you're just like, this really isn't fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a, can be reducing returns is that the mm -hmm. more built out your rig is the more challenging of trails you actually have to tackle to, to feel like yeah. you're getting that same reward or feeling of adventure or accomplishment. So yeah. Mm -hmm you're kind of narrowing the scope of trails that you can get that same feeling with when you're super built out like that. So let's talk about this picture. This looks like Slick Rock. Where is this at? That is Fins and Things. Is it Fins and Things? Yep, it in is. Moab. And there's a southern section and it's an alternate, like it's an optional obstacle. You always take the optional obstacles? I, I like to try, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So let me tell you, Kara, the first time we did that trail mm -hmm. we were by ourselves in Moab, this was really early on, mm -hmm. completely by ourselves. We had done maybe two trails. It was our first Jeep Badge of Honor trail. And um, we got to that obstacle and there were three Wranglers, Wranglers in front of yeah. us, these guys in front of us. And they're looking at you like, oh gosh. Well, we both kind of stopped at the thing and we were both looking at it and I'm like, you guys go ahead. And they're like, no, it's okay. We can, and I said, no. Oh, they were really cold. That's glad. Cause yeah. sometimes Jeep people okay. can be a little. Really yeah. Yeah. Um, but what the first one made it up. No, okay, the, first the first one, it was one? the first okay. one went to go do it and he hit his rear diff on a spot and nearly flipped backwards. Flip backwards. He had just a two door, I think, and almost flipped the thing over backwards. And and then, yeah. So more than, okay. Yep. Yeah. And then he worked himself. I think it did his wife get down or something. I don't know. But after that, they decided. The rest of his group. Yeah. They all were left. like, we're going to go the, the other way. We're out. So then this guy, it's me and the kids, right? <laughs> We've never done this before. We have no. Which you're normally the spotter, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And this was really early on. I had no experience spotting before we started two years ago. You're a pretty good spotter. So, um, yeah, this was, <laughs> he looks at me and he goes, we're going to try it. I'm like, okay, you're getting my kids out of the car first. <laughs> what he means is we're going to do it because they didn't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, um, he, he looked at it, looked at the line and, uh, he made it up there right away. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah. And that's pretty much how every obstacle goes for us. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> going to say it up there right away, but <laughs> so I got one of my friends, they got the Trailhawk. I was actually looking for a Jeep Grand Cherokee. I had no clue what a Trailhawk was. I just knew that my husband would not allow me to get anything that wasn't a Jeep at that point, which he's now said that I could get the Ford Bronco. Just kidding. He hasn't, but <laughs> I didn't say that because um, I'm believing if I keep thinking that it's, power of wear them down yeah um but anyways we'll send so i got yeah i got the trailhawk because of a friend's wife who got one and i was just like oh that's real capable and then i started searching you know youtube and i found you guys and i think i messaged you and i was just like tell me all about the things and it's 
y'all are so inspiring for what you do in that rig because there's places that you have been like poison spider i would never do those things because it just terrifies me um let's there's a picture that you sent and i remember this video because you actually had to help your son climb down and i remember you saying you've got to turn into this and that was one heck of a spotter down there because he knew that rigger, I don't know if you had told him beforehand, but you have to turn in because a lot of times you want to go in this situation where the tire is hanging off the ledge, you want to go to the left. No, not here. You want to turn and make sure that tire is firmly planted. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah, you some crazy things in that, that picture too? The duct tape by my rear uh, wheel. <laughs> the bumper. The bumper came off on the way <laughs> oh up. Oh my gosh, I see that now. It just helped put together by duct tape. <laughs> That's somewhat, and that's where you had the gasoline. You could smell the gasoline after. Yeah, yep. yeah. And we broke our um, uh, our windshield wiper bottle. We cracked it. Yeah. Getting down, we were so exhausted by the end of that trail. We just started yeah. like just get off this trail, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we took some easy sections a little too fast and clunk. Yeah. 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 So did you tell the Wranglers that you made it? Did they see you make it? No, that, I think they were. They saw. They, they saw us get to the top. They didn't see us go back down. No, oh, this is about the, the other one. The other one. Yeah. No, I don't think we we caught up with them again. Um, gotcha. We often will, on a lot of the trails we do. People often look at us, you know, like it's just you're in the wrong place, wrong spot. And then, like even like when we did top of the world down at the bottom, you know, you just get these looks at like, mm. and then I they see at the top, top of the like. World. You know, like we either air airlifted our vehicle there or we, mm-hmm. you know, came up the same stuff they did. So, so yeah, I totally get that. I, whenever I was climbing Hell's um, Gate in my WK2, I haven't seen you. Yeah, good for you. I, uh, that terrifies me. I will spot him on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt has agreed to come and spot you for that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I had people, you know, once they hear there's people on those trails all the time. Um, and so I'm sitting at the top and there's an old Toyota FJ something. I don't even know the year, um, but it's really broken down and it's on the gate and they have a winch cord tied to the top of that Toyota while he's welding it on Hell's Gate. And here I am at the top of Hell's Gate and I am nervous as all get out because I have driven my Wrangler and I know that. I can know where to go and I'm, I'm just comfortable, not comfortable with the Grand Cherokee because that's like I told Matt, it's like a Walmart trip. We're going to Hell's Gate and we're getting there. And then after that, I can. But before we get there, we're going straight there. And so I get there and you hear you have all these people come up. And I didn't know this because, you know, I'm driving and focused because whenever that's going on. I can only listen to the radio of Matt talking. Sure. Yeah. I have to make, I have to zone out. But in the video, there's all these people at the top asking, is there a two year old in the back seat, in the car seat? You know, and like all these comments and like one little kid. So, yeah, you're late for soccer practice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess I took a wrong turn by the mall. Um, and so I hear this in the video, this kid, and he's like, Dad, Dad that's a girl driver. And so it's just like, <laughs> it's things like that that I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. And so like, I proved that, you know, and yeah. I proved it to myself, but yeah, I was totally sitting at the top praying to God, like if, them, if I'm meant to go. And so I got the, like, I just <laughs> felt God give me peace. And he gave me that verse, you know, in the heights I'm with you and in the depths I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It still terrifies me. But you, you, Lauren, struggle. You don't like to do those things. No, Tell me I how actually that works have not done Hell's Revenge with him. Oh, not at would, all? Would not do. Would not do it. So here, here's the deal. <laughs> to be fair, we did Poison Spider before he did Hell's Revenge. And after Poison Spider, I was a bit that ledge. And um, I really do struggle with the heights. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about this. I said, the technical, I like the technical. I think it's fun. It adds the challenge. But for me, when there's that drop off on either side. The consequence level of woo, 
And then I get a little panicky and nervous. And so I don't trust my spotting skills when I'm feeling that anxious. Yeah. Um, and it's just all a mental game. It's all my Have you game. ever driven? Not, not too much. I have not driven too much. I know. He tells me I need to drive more. It totally changes because you feel like you have control. I don't know, but why? But you feel like, hey, you can't look over there. If, if it's on that side, you're good. <laughs> but you are in control of the vehicle. You know where to turn. So that way you're not just sitting over here holding on and praying for dear life. It totally changes your mentality. I don't know. It just He's like, yeah, I told you. <laughs> I, I strongly, strongly suggest that. So but a little yeah, background. Poison spiders would have terrified me if I did that first. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, a little background to that is the job that I quit before we hit the road full time. Mm -hmm. I worked with traumatic brain injury and spinal cord. Mm -hmm. I'm an occupational therapist. And so okay. all that goes in my head is I know what that looks like if you survive. <laughs> <laughs> so I often pray when we're going to and say, could we just die? Cause I do not want to survive. this. Yeah. I totally understand. That's terrifying. Yeah. Totally get it. So, but so, yeah. so now though, you have a new vehicle besides mm -hmm. the WK2. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so through our WK2 adventures, we had a couple times. I mean, you're kind of running out of ground clearance. That's not, we've had that several times. Um, yeah, Cause it only goes up two and a half. Right. With the push of a button. Yeah. So, and then the other thing, because the Grand Cherokee has a, it, so it's got a, a limited slip differential in the rear and a brake lock differential up front. And we mm -hmm. have had a couple situations where that front brake lock was not enough to really get us through what we wanted to get through. And, and, and honestly, as, as you get going on stuff, wanting to be able to tackle, um, tackle trails that I wasn't like sincerely worried that we'd either roll the vehicle or I would just need to be mm -hmm. out of there. Um, so yeah, we went with a gladiator, um, to, to kind of get that going a little bit. We also were in a situation where now that we're not traveling full time in our rig mm -hmm. and we're mm -hmm. looking to set down routes. Um, I had a 2011, um, Chevy Silverado 3500 dually diesel, big bigger, big, big monster big, big, truck. Big. <laughs> yeah. That, that is not very good on the roads of North Carolina, which are very windy and it was just big and depreciating. So we were looking at either getting like an overland style trailer that mm -hmm. we would go with the Grand Cherokee. Then when we did more of these overlanding type things, we'd have a, a trailer that we could take with us for the family. Yeah. But when we went to Overland Expo, I mean, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 grand on a trailer. And I was just like, that's nuts. Like, yeah. So I'm like, I could. It's spend... like Target for women. You go yeah. in and it tells you what you need. <laughs> I'm like, I could spend a little bit like 10 grand more and I could have another, a brand new vehicle, you know? And yeah. I'm like, so that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm hoping to go to Overland Expo and it just give me a Sprinter van. That's what I want. There were lots of sprinter bands. I took lots of there. pictures for you. I yeah. should send you. I know. You should need to. Yeah. You still have yeah. to do those two. Yeah. We also needed to think about because we have three kids. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we have the two dogs. And so we were trying to think of vehicles that could be used. And then if he needed to go out on a solo trip or take the boys or if right. we all could go and how we had to work the vehicles and storage and all that kind of stuff. Because when we have the dogs and the kids, we have. We just have the roof rack for storage. And the Grand Cherokee, Cherokee, if we're all gone. Yeah. So we, we needed yeah. something. And that back seat gets full. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Caleb yeah, I've seen over six foot. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen your son. I didn't even know he was back there. He's like squeezed in in the back, you know, and I was just like, oh, it's like a clown car. They like it just, they just keep coming out. And so I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So Joseph Shalafoe, I'm probably saying it wrong. If you know their name, I'm not sure. It says, now that you're residing in North Carolina, are there any trails and or events that are on your list to visit? So we 
we don't have any new events scheduled yet. We've been doing events as we travel around. Um, yeah, you'll have a last, lot of meetups. Yeah, yes, last few months have been a bit of a whirlwind from my brother got married, my parents moved out of their lifelong home, we started new jobs, new state. Um, so there's been a lot of change for us these last yeah. six weeks, maybe. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot in six weeks. Yeah. Um, so we don't have any events planned coming up. We do have, there's Winrock. Um, Win we want to go to Winrock. We, we want to go to Winrock, although um, I'm not sure which vehicle I want to take to Winrock. I see some really like nasty pictures coming out of that. So I uh, mean, you can, you can get nasty pictures come out of anything. I know. You know it's every just, it's every picture I see there is like deep mud and a vehicle like sideways. So yeah. Um, yeah. But Winrock, and then and then we'll probably go back again to. Um, Me like that. Uari. Uari again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's up in Michigan. That's, uh, that's up in Drummond uh, Island Drummond there. Island. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. Did y'all go it through was, that? That was yep. Drove that. What was that like? Almost a mile long. Is that what you said? Uh, it was maybe half a mile. Or it was a long. Water cross church. And y'all don't have a snorkel on yours, right? Nope. Nope. No. We sent the kids first with long sticks <laughs> along the side <laughs> and their muck boots. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, so let's talk about that for a second. So you you have the three kids. We know Caleb does a lot of the drone work. He does. He, all, pretty he, much he all does of it. it. Yeah. Amazing. Most, most, most he all crashes it. it. Caleb no, that's not true. <laughs> like I do it, I do it. Like I just put the chief roof rack video out. I did all that drone work. I know how to do it. But he's he's much better. Caleb is much better when we're because obviously when we're driving, I, yeah, you know, he can do the swooping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Caleb's getting very good at at doing. Any, if you see us driving, that's Caleb for sure. He does. He does amazing. I want to commend him again. I know I've messaged y'all privately because he's done some some cinematography videos and your your voiceovers that were just like, you know, I don't know. It's just so soothing and calming and the views. It's just you can only do so much, you know, here in probably North Carolina too, um, to make it as grandeur, you know, as it is. Um, so it, it gets hard, but man, he's amazing. And I know your daughter, whenever we went out, she had the little, I guess it's an Osmo. Is that what yep, it is? Yep. Yeah. And so she's recording. And so, and then at one side, like one of the other, your other son had his, the iPhone, I think one was one of y'all's iPhones or phones. Mm -hmm. And so you make it a family event when you're out. We do. We do. Yeah, we do. And it's, um, I mean, we wanted we part of the reason we hit the road full time was we needed more time together as a family. We were in a spot where Lauren and I were ships in the night passing, kind of like <laughs> yeah. we would, you know, mm -hmm. one of us was always working. The kids would ask, like, whose day is it with us today? It's like a tag team. <laughs> yeah, we call yeah, it. Yeah, that's rough. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of rough. So we really wanted to make sure that the whole family, we got to do things together as a family. And so uh we picked something a little more adventurous partly because mm -hmm. i like adventure um <laughs> but it was outside and outdoors so you know we were trying to incorporate no electronics right everything and so um but yeah we want the kids to be involved and and feel like they're a part of it um it can sometimes make editing so i do all the editing on the videos and sometimes that can be really challenging when i get footage back from you know a 10 year old that was throwing like didn't want to be All there that's the b-roll yeah <laughs> so it's been a challenge to kind of like have them up their game i guess or focus on what they're doing because especially nora like she's not really an off-roader um she likes being outside and likes outdoors but she if you ask her if she likes off-roading she'll tell you she hates it so well my daughter whenever we first went um we went somewhere that was really muddy and so she was a lot younger now she's pretty okay with it she could it could come or go yeah kind of thing. but she told me she goes mom brown's just not my color <laughs> I was just like okay so this is how it's gonna be. Hmm. I'm, we're gonna have to figure that out real quick. She's more of a pink and purple girl, quick, right? Oh yeah, it's yeah. been a struggle. So, where's your most favorite place that you've been? So, like trail difficulty wise, or like just give it all to me. 
What it, where where do you, where have you been and what have you? Hunting is beautiful. We both were talking about yeah. this. You're right. You're right for sure uh, on yeah. just straight up pretty. Um, we and, were we were there at the end of June this year for the first time, and it, it just is absurd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, waterfalls, waterfalls everywhere. Alpine lakes, mountains. Yeah, that's right when the snow melts. So yeah. it's like there's it, waterfalls it was, everywhere. You felt like you were in a painting, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was beautiful. We also really like Sedona. Um, I haven't been there. Sedona, oh, Arizona. Yeah, that's worth mm -hmm. going. Um, Sedona's great. And they both have really good trails. So like I enjoyed all of Uray, but I know Lauren had some anxiety in Uray because it's high Everything mountain is, passes it's very very high except for here i showed earlier you should have been okay with that because you so, can't like i know what's beyond that sign there is and this is this is way you can't see nothing we could see nothing that day and so going back down not knowing like we couldn't see more than what two feet in front of us and so i'm like great we're just gonna like drive right off the trail <laughs> So I guess that yeah, I guess you could have a little. Oh, I guess you could see the roads going into nowhere, and that could cause panic. So yeah, I guess you could see. Yeah. I do appreciate like once we get up high. If I like, I do appreciate the views. Like I like mm -hmm. top of the world. I thought that was stunning. I like that trail because at top of the world, you have all the challenges going up, but you don't feel like you're on the edge of a cliff. The whole trail. Yeah, because you're very enclosed. Right. You're really enclosed. And then you get to the top and you get to have this beautiful overlook. And so I did really well with that trail. Um, but yes, after spending a month in Uray, right? I think we were there, I don't know, three weeks yeah, or something, we were there about a three month. weeks, four weeks. My nerves were kind of shot and we were headed to Moab after that. So <laughs> yeah, that's definitely yeah. rough. Um, but I would love to be able to stay places like that for that long. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what I look forward to. Not yeah. having an agenda. Yeah. It does help because then you really get to get a good feel for the area and um kind of explore lots of different places within within it. Um, yeah, out west there's all the Jeep badge trails and you know, all of the fun things, but we don't want to do that anymore. Like we've done those, you know, now we want to explore the, like just to go out and see all the places that's not yeah. heard of. Well, you should so go local. to Sedona for sure. Yeah. So Sedona's trails, you'll have to tell us where to go. Weren't too crazy, but uh, like, they're not too bad, but um, no, a broken arrow tra trail trail. We went right when COVID hit and they shut down all the pink Jeep tours. And so, um, which are a little crazy in that area, um, not knocking the pink Jeeps, but it is nice when they're not around on the trail. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty congested. The um, Broken Arrow Trail yeah, only yeah. has like one way in, one way out, very narrow, and it's super popular. And so the first gotcha. time we did it, it was empty. Empty. And it was spring and everything was super in bloom. bloom. <laughs> season so you're in the oh. desert it's a super bloom you've got the red rock you've got all these colorful flowers and the trail is empty i think empty. we saw one other vehicle the first time sounds amazing yeah and and there's there's some fun like, oh it's there's a, a really trail. fun climb on there and stuff and um it's just that was pretty epic to us that, that yeah. trail yeah We've okay been so as far as but as far as technical you said that they're that that's beautiful where would you say technical wise i guess moab well sure i mean if you're going to go one place to be hit trails that are technical that's that's the place to go um technical poison spider really pushed yeah. us yeah, yeah. When, quite a bit when we did that poison was, spider, that was sketchy in a jk and the guy that was helping us you mentioned the spotter must have been good he was and if dwight if you happen to be on here thank you for saving our lives <laughs> Um, Dwight, actually, we didn't even know them. They had kind of joined us on a group ride like a week uh -huh. or two before that. And yeah. we had met them through friends of friends and um, asked if they wanted to do the trail. And so it turned out great because he was a really good spotter and he yeah. helped because um, you really needed somebody kind of on the front and the back end for some of the obstacles. Yeah, so. for sure. And you also need to know like someone that has the mentality of where tire placement is, even on a different 
vehicle than a JK. With our unibody, you know? <laughs> yeah. You have to learn how to three wheel drive. Yep. That's a whole new ball game like that. That changes things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what modifications do you have on the, do you have anything on the Cherokee or what all? I know you have a lot of chief things cause we're both chief ambassadors. Yeah. Um, so we just went up in tire size a little bit. Um, okay. But it's the stock air suspension and then skid plating, winch, all of that. So nothing too crazy, um, but protection where we need it. Um, duct tape. Duct tape. In the other places. Yeah. <laughs> I know your back bumper was a scoop, like in, a, in some of the that sand was before, places. That was before we got um, yeah, our bumper guard. Yeah, your bumper guard from Chief. Yeah. That, that was yeah. thanks to Silver Lake Sand Dunes. Yeah, there yep. you go. <laughs> on that obstacle that was just kind of a fun bowl he was yeah y'all were going up y'all were going up a hill and we it was went up a real yeah. steep climb and um we had a friend you know we have we, we have, we a, have friend. a friend we're still friends so jeff if you're on here we're still friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> but no, he, like, Come on. he's the kind of friend that likes to like send you into peril and, and gets a good time when you're in peril yeah hey, but to be fair <laughs> We let him flip over on a trail. So. I didn't let him, but I. Oh man! What happened? You'll have to tell me that story. So yeah, that's out at Redbird. If you haven't been out to Indiana, no. Nope. Redbird, Indiana. That's so also fun trail. I've not been anywhere pretty much east or north. Yeah. Like, oh, you've been west and mid. Yes. Redbird, Indiana is good. It can get pretty muddy, um, and it's but there's some really good trails out there too. Yeah. So you, you have all that coverage. There's so much underbelly coverage that I need to get for my Trailhawk. Um, just with COVID and everything, Chief, it's really hard to get a hold of anything. And I'm sure you're having that issue now with the Gladiator. So what are your plans with the Gladiator? You're calling it Rookie, right? Yeah, she, yeah, I, I just I love it. I don't know if that name will stick, but that's that's, that's current what we're name. calling it right now. Because um, <laughs> the other one, there's so often I'm sitting there in the car because we take – the WK2 out on all these trails doing all these crazy obstacles. And then I yeah. have to drive it 80 miles an hour down the highway, you know, yeah. move our family. And so I'm always like, Oh, you're so old faithful. You know, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I feel like one day I'm going to be Wilma Flintstone and I'm going to. And the duct tape is going to drop out of the Grand Cherokee. I'm pretty something. sure Matt's last JK, which hit, its name was Knuckles. Yeah. I call it trash Panda um, <laughs> because it was black and Silver and kind of Josh Panda-ish. Um, we won't go there because he's not fond of that term of endearment. Um, it was held together by zip ties um, and not even colored match zip ties. Whatever kind of zip ties he could find, some duct tape. I'm pretty sure if he had gum, he would have held it together with that. It was really rickety. He's yeah. a MacGyver, a man after my own heart, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. I'm, I call it frugal. That's what I call it. But now we have the gladiator. And so what are your plans for yours? So I'm, I really want to try to keep it stock for a while so that I can really, <laughs> That's what we all say. yeah, I know, but, We're gonna watch. but I think even Our finances because will make us keep the, it stock <laughs> for a bit that, and, and I really do want to see like kind of comparisons between the WK2 platform and, and the gladiator. So I, I feel like I, I want to do that for a while, at least not lift it and not put mm -hmm. bigger tires on until we've kind of, I mean, I kind of already have ideas of where we're going to hit issues and, and whatnot, but mm -hmm. just to be able to show that and document that before we, we go. <laughs> lifting and, and, and even then I really don't want to go like I'm, I'm planning maybe if, and when, after we've done that, that mm -hmm. we'll probably do like a two inch lift and 35s and, and kind of call it a day. I, I, I really yeah. like what you were saying earlier about you can overbuild a rig. Um, yeah suck some of the fun out of your i mean that's 100 percent true and so until you take it to pritchett canyon yeah i know and then you're thinking you know we 40s. should have done 40s 40s is looking good yeah. <laughs> we'll do pritchett canyon as your passenger yeah so i think i'll hike it it's only like a four mile trail and it took us 13 hours driving mm. it yeah um i think i'll just hike it so. hey that's what i like to spot i hike all these trails <laughs> Exactly. We get exercise. It's more yep. exercise, right? 
Uh, All right, so chicken stuff. (laughs) (laughs) He's oh, that's Joey, the Adventures of the Professor. He's he's a mess. He has an FJ, so we don't even call that stock. Um, We call it byproducts. So (laughs) 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 love you, Joey. (laughs) 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 So what do you plan on doing? So now, so Lauren, you have the job. Right. And you're still full time. The video editing YouTube side of things. So and he does some telehealth. So, he oh, OK, OK. Mm-hmm. So he's doing it. So what is your background, Brad? I'm a, a physical therapist by, okay. Okay. by education. By education. Yes. <laughs> OK. <laughs> so do you plan on doing solo trips? Do you plan on keeping up with the channel? Yeah, so. So I'm going to need to find some partners. I'm hoping that y'all can help me with, with some of that as, as we kind of go around and, and do some trips. Um, so yeah, we'll still be doing trips. It's going to, and that's part of the reason we wanted to land in this area is we wanted to be still close to the mountains, still close to areas that we could go do trips and do events. Um, and your family's we, there too, right? Well, okay. yeah, like eight, hour, eight hours away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of 24 or whatever. Or, you know. <laughs> 24. We lived yeah. in Texas for yeah. 10 years. So, yeah. Gotcha. So, um, but yeah, so trips will still happen, but, but as far as, and like I said, I, there's also a off-roading group here. Venture Overland is getting pretty big out here. Venture Unknown. Venture Unknown. Unknown. Yeah. And so they do group, group rides in and around the area. I'm going to go on some of them and just be a participant, which I'm kind of excited about. Just like you're going to be incognito. Yeah, just just because nobody being, knows you because you had the WKT, so they don't usually watch that kind of stuff. So. Right. Not not a uh, not running any event and just kind of just going to have fun. I'm looking forward to some of that. But but yeah, come spring we hope to have events up and and still be doing stuff, but but also meeting up with. We folks. do have we do have still um, a trip planned in june for we're going back to uray mm-hmm. we've kind of partnered up some with a um professional photography academy as mckay oh, photography i remember matt mentioning yeah and uh they're a great group um and uh so what they do is they kind of they take people out on these epic photography tours and they teach photography skills and so what we started doing was kind of tacking a few days on to that trip. And then okay. if you're interested, we take them on a mini off-road adventure to get out kind of yeah. in the middle of nowhere so they can get some more epic pictures. On hands. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, that one's planned for the last week of June. June, yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll be out west for some of that. And as okay. far as for me, I'm hoping to flex some of my work okay. so that I can do. Are you things. able, do you have that capability to where you can do that? That's kind of what I do. That's why I now work locally. So that way I can, I'm not in an eight to five Monday through Friday job now that doesn't offer the vacation. I right. can move days around. Yeah. So, and that's kind of, if I can get my job done or depending on what our census is like, things like mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah kind of flex it around. So I'm still kind of playing with that a little bit. Um, you know, if my boss is listening, I'm still <laughs> playing with that. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> um, but I, I explained to him when I, when I first I was hired, what we do as far as with the off-roading and, mm-hmm. and trips and stuff, and that I would still need to do that at times that I'd have to take off, even if yeah, I didn't have the time or whatever, and yeah, he was okay with that. So that's one thing I learned. You know, I worked 15 years retail, and at the end of the day, they can find somebody always. Like everybody's replaceable in the job field, but whenever your family and your memories and your time, mm-hmm. that's something you do not get back. Exactly. And so, if I have to lose a little bit here, you know, just to be able to spend some time, like it's worth it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, we got into the whole living on the road thing because mm-hmm. we weren't getting that time together. And so yeah. we know the importance of that. We know how it affects us and um, we're not willing to go back that way. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we don't want to give up the trips. We love the trips with people because 
that's when we get to to meet all these amazing people that are out there. And yeah. um, there's something about being out in nature and it just brings people together. So, I mean, you can be completely different and you always find something in common and learn to appreciate each other and, and just have a good time. And so um, I think yeah. in the world we're in right now, we need more of that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I totally 100% agree. I think that getting out and, overcoming obstacles together and being open and relying on somebody else rather than being proud and doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. It's humbling. There's just so many morals, everything that you can learn out in nature and out off-roading and overlanding. I totally, I totally agree with that. So Caleb is going to be driving soon. So, so are we going to be getting a different vehicle for him maybe so you're going to start taking over and dad's going to drive the gladiator and he's going to do the wk2 we we don't know yet i don't know we're not yeah. sure how that's all going to play out um yeah. he's getting more interested so because mm-hmm. when we were in moab the last couple times we kept saying oh come on buddy this is a great place to yeah. we're like we're in the desert practice. in the middle of nowhere you're not gonna hit a thing you know let's try does he have his driving license yet no uh-uh. okay no, i didn't know where i didn't know if y'all could do that there 15. um he won't be 16 till the end of april but because okay. we weren't back in our like texas was still our domicile but we hadn't been in texas at all while he was 15 right. for him to get his permit now explain domicile what do you mean by that I don't, I don't want to Google the word right now since we're live and all. Oh, domicile. Right. <laughs> domicile means um, your home. Let me phone a friend. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like your home state. And so that's okay. where we're like citizens of Texas still. Or yeah, whatever. citizens of Texas. So whenever you travel full time, you don't really have. And you have to have some kind of domicile for things like homeschooling. Um, okay. Mail, I guess mail, all that kind of stuff. So for mail, yep, we have a traveling mailbox service. How does that work? Explain that a little bit. Um, So our mail goes to them and they'll scan it to us via email. We'll get it. Um, And then if it's something that's important to us, we'll have them mail it to us wherever we're at. Or if it's not, they'll just shred it. Um, That's handy. Packages are a little trickier. what if you get a check in the mail? I guess you they, they forward it to us. We just tell oh, okay. them and they'll forward it to us. Okay. Um, we've had stuff like that. The packages are the tricky part because you don't know where you're going to be going around with. You know, can it come to this post office? Can it go to this campground? Can it? You know. Have you ever had anything bad happen and not get a package and or have oh, to yeah. chase? We've, we've had things sent back. We've had things. We learned that UPS will not deliver to a general delivery in a post office. Uh-huh. Well, that's good to know. So yeah. They'll bring it. They'll show them the package show, and then they'll yeah. take it Then back. they'll take it right back. <laughs> they'll show up and be like, yeah. oh, it's the post office. We've got to take this back. Yeah. Don't yeah. we love the... So, and like getting our, getting our armor, armor and stuff, yeah. like coordinating all of that. We've kind of learned we try to send it to the closest friend or family that we're going to be near. Mm-hmm. instead of um, some kind of shipping center because especially with COVID, everything was kind of delayed yeah. and we never knew when it was coming, stuff like yeah. that. Well, I'm going to ask you an off-the-wall question just because I have it on my heart. And after Brad's story at the beginning, I want to ask, and this is my show, so. Go for it. <laughs> um, on the road, this is one of the struggles that I'm having. I love our home church. How do you do church on the road? Nobody really ever covers that in their channels. I mean, I guess you can, I mean, you know, have the Bible wherever you go, but there's still the gathering and the getting together of people that the connection. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you do that? So Especially with kids. I can't say we've done it fantastic mm-hmm. this whole time. Um, and that, and that's one of the things we're kind of excited about with getting a home base again is to really have more of a home Mm -hmm. church community as well at times. Um, But one of the things that was really helpful, especially to me, I felt like um, there's a whole network out there called full-time families. Okay. And um, it is people who travel full-time live on the road with school-aged kids. And this network has all these 
different resources um, available to people. And one of them is they have a whole. Um, they've got groups. Communi- they've got yeah. all these different kinds of different groups. groups. I mean, okay. you can find a group for anything that fits your needs, but okay. one of them is called Traveling Mercies. And so it's essentially the group that is people that are Christians. Like religion based. Yeah. And um, so we actually started out our full timing life (laughs) within the first month we went and met up with a group of them doing a volunteer project out in mission mission work mission work in in new mexico um with the navajo nation and um at a bible camp right and um and so we made some really good friends through that initially and kind of can keep up and meet up on the road and different places and then um I've done some Bible studies where we'll just meet like this on Zoom and you can check in. There's a thread for prayers and connections. Um, Do you ever feel a void of that local? I mean, I guess obviously now that you're back. Yeah, we do. Um, We kind of came from a a season where um, we were, we had come off of when we lived in Texas, we had come off of, almost needing a little de-churching ourselves <laughs> it, yeah. for lack of a better word there. Um, no, without I get it. Yeah. Too much into it. Um, and so we had kind of come off of a season of needing um, to step, step down. Yeah. And so, and it's really important to us that we are, are we love being around people that are different than us. We learn yeah. so much from, from people and we really believe that everybody is made in the image of God and because of that has value. And yeah. so um, it's important to us too, that we're not just surrounding ourselves by people that are like us and that believe the same things as us. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's something that we've really enjoyed being on the road. Yeah. Um, we've made some wonderful friends and people that um, like, I'm so, I'm so glad they're in our lives. We've learned so much from them. Our lives are enriched by them. And, um, yeah. and it's, a you know, and we, I love that. Believe the same thing. Like, right. And know. it's such a great example that you're setting for your kids too, because kids mimic what they see from their parents. Like y'all are doing amazing. If, if y'all haven't been told <laughs> so <laughs> well, thank you, Kara. <laughs> yes, yes. We you. have some good kids. Yeah, they they are. And and I would say on the road, like the road schooling side of it, I'm kind of veering a little bit, but no, um, one of the biggest benefits for our kids is they get to interact with all different types of people and all different mm-hmm. kinds of ages. So it's not like they're just around their peer group or they're just around kids that live the same way as them. And I feel like they have learned so much more and have a bigger worldview in that Mm -hmm. sense. Um, You know, I mean, our kids wouldn't have always felt fortunate for having a trailer to live in, you know? Yeah. And now, like when we, when we upgraded, to the bigger trailer, they were so grateful for that door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a door and, yeah. um, you know, just things like that. And um, yeah. And just what other people have taught our kids that we never would have been able to teach them. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I tell you, y'all are inspiring me so much. And I don't, I don't have the picture. I didn't get it. I didn't even think to get it for me, but I even saw at one point, I guess y'all did, was it Halloween where y'all all decorated like, oh, so y'all all candy or something? That was, we were in Moab last October and November. Uh-huh. And um, we, a family that we had met full time in what we were one week on the road. Yeah. And we yeah. met this family out in um, Colorado and um, just connected with them. Jess and James, if you're on there. And, um, it was a year later, so we hadn't seen them, and they told us they were going to be in Moab the same time as us. And so they had found this cool spot in Moab to go boondock. Yeah, and invited us up there. So we basically, had, like a big open area. Yeah. Yep, huge okay. flat open area. Actually, it was the spot Matt came and yeah. saw us. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I hate that I didn't get to come see y'all. I know yeah. it was a bummer. Um, but basically everybody just kind of invited people they knew that were going to be in the area. And we ended up with a dozen full-time 
traveling families in the desert for a month together. Just the experience of getting to well, hear everybody's awesome. stories. And and the kids taught each other. I mean, I don't think any of us did any kind of formal lessons that whole month, but the yeah. kids were writing recipes and creating crafts and making their own shops and selling things and um, a little finance. Yeah, I mean, just crazy going on hikes together and having meals, the kids camping out in tents. And yeah, um, do any of your kids have phones? Phones? Uh, Well, our oldest now has a phone he got from his grandparents. And the funny thing is, he never used it until about we got here. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't have service, probably. (laughs) Yeah, so he never used it for making calls. They do. Our kids are allowed to have some tech. Okay. Um, so um, we figure we make them be outside quite a bit, so they get they yeah. get their tech on travel days and and now yeah. on the rig. But um, <laughs> so, but none of them have a phone that they use for you know texting people and yeah. calling and that kind of stuff. Like, so our kids just have that kind of, yeah. They yeah. do connect with other kids though. We do allow kids messenger. Um, okay. With Facebook, and so um, they have tablets, and there are certain kids that we let them stay connected with, and everything. And then we try to meet up at times with families we've connected with and stuff. So we're excited to have some people here in North Carolina. Yeah, that's really cool. So have you all been able to establish any relationships there so far yet? Are y'all still in the in the scope? Like I know you're staying right now at it, like a camping place right yes we are not this is not our home this is like a a meeting room in a campground (laughs) (laughs) which is really nice like i've never stayed at a place like that that has a meeting room yeah like i'm lucky to have a vault toilet yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) we are glamping right now (laughs) um yes um we but will, yeah. no, we're, we're still looking for friends. So if you're in the area, we need friends. We need friends. Find, us. <laughs> Find them. Brad and Lauren Christie. We are about a, an hour north of Asheville right now. You north. Keep I keep that. saying that. I'm east. wrong. An hour northeast. Mostly east. Hey, she's a spotter. Doesn't mean she has to be the navigator. Well, she usually no, is I'm much ju- better. I don't have the directionally challenged. <laughs> Well, see, I do. I've sat through so many classes of mats that I just, I finally at the end, you know, he just uses me to draw numbers for people to win. (laughs) 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 It's more turn left by the local Walmart. Now, I will say on trails that I have been on before, I can tell you just because I have a photographic memory of like where the turns are and where tree, like certain trees are like, and I can tell you where there's cell phone service through the Ozarks because I'm like, you know, like, and that's, that's invaluable information. Yeah. That Very important. Know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So we've got just a few minutes here. We're a little over. Hey, I love you guys. Y'all are amazing. You're inspirational and your heart speaks for itself. Um, I'm not going to cry. Um, but anyways, um, tell us what we can see from you next, where you're going, what's your plans, how people can reach out to you if they have questions, all the things. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not very good at promoting ourselves. Yeah. We will tell you that. I will say we just hit 10,000 followers on YouTube. That's right. I didn't even mention that. That's amazing. Do not follow us on YouTube. Look up Prodigal Overland um, and please hit that subscribe button. Yeah. And then you can Turn see on the our sons, our 15-year-old son's awesome drone work and Brad's yes. editing. Um, and um, so you can find Brad. us on YouTube. You can see us on Instagram with Prodigal Overland. Um, Facebook, unfortunately, we're not super active on Facebook. We do have a private group for our patrons and people that have been on a trip. So if you do come and join us on a trip sometime, we try to offer some more connectedness afterwards um, with that. And then um, and then our website is just prodigaloverland.com. And on there, we will update with trips that we have coming up. We do have some resources. We talk about the gear we have. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, just some tips and tricks and stuff like that. As far as events, we are hoping to have some up there By coming. Spring. 
have events planned for, for the, the spring, spring and maybe, but probably won't be in announcing them until next month. Yeah. Because we're still kind of working out those details. If there's somewhere you're really interested in going, or if you know the North Car like the Western North Carolina area, Eastern Tennessee, um, Virginia, Georgia, yeah. right? That's all right in our little path. Yeah. If you have a place to go or something you want to do, um, reach out and let us know. That's way awesome. And you, like you mentioned, you do have Patreon so yep. people can support you. I know we are supporters of you guys because yeah. you are amazing. Um, but yeah, reach out to them. I think you have different tiers, all that. Um, you can just look y'all up on Patreon, right? Yes. Yep. We are there yep. as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's been great. You guys, y'all have yeah, a great you. rest of the night. I appreciate y'all coming on so much. And everybody else, um, next week we have Cindy Pope with CORE. She's with Northology Adventures, and I can't wait to share a little bit more about her. But thanks for watching Wonder Wonder Repeat, guys. Bye. Thanks, Kara.